Hello, class, and that was a weird emphasis on the word class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold Re-Education. This is the show where every week, two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I'm one of your hosts, Michael. I'm the other host, Sean. You certainly are. Neither of us, to my knowledge, have ever acted as hall monitors, I think. I don't know, unless you have. Have you? Any I, any special disciplinary no. duties granted to you in your schooling? No. Hall monitor would have been a thing up till like middle school, right? Like, I guess so. The, the thing too, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But I won't. this is one of those things where it's like, this is just like something I think we were aware of as kids, but we never really, I, I personally never actually saw it enacted in real life. But yeah. anyways, let's, so yes. Yeah. No, God was all our hall monitor. <laughs> God is... Patrolling the halls of life. There's two set. There's two sets of footprints in parallel in the hall, and then eventually yeah. there was just one set of footprints. Yeah, and and inside was... of you there are two wolves. <laughs> yes, and on Zach Galifianakis's T-shirt there was also two wolves in the Hangover. That there were. That was right. Yeah, okay. it was one of those. It was either two or three. I don't yeah. remember if it's. There's definitely two moves. It was at least two wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's let the dogs out here. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and uh, well, no longer Stitcher. I should really update that on the notes template. Goodreads, RIP Stitcher by now, probably by the time you are hearing this. Uh, let's see if you like what you hear or are just bemused by what you hear. That works too. Uh, leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. Whether it is to be like, hey, check this shit out, or hey, check this shit out, whatever. Uh, <laughs> You gotta love the power. You gotta love the power of a mental italicization. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on. Is it is it okay to dead name an app? Because I really don't want to call it X. I, no. Can we still call it Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can yeah. find us on Twitter and Instagram at PC One Eighteen Pod. Because uh, you know Elon Musk is a dodo. He's uh, get rid of the domain. They still have the Twitter. True. Domain, so. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. So we are here to talk about season two, episode 15 of Hey Arnold, obviously. We're just really chugging along here, man. It's kind of crazy. Like the momentum has been kind of full steam ahead. Uh, this mm. first half is Hall Monitor, origin- which originally aired on November 10th, 1997. It was written by Rachel Littman and directed by Kelly James and Steve Saki, in which Phoebe becomes Hall Monitor like follow succeeding Helga's tenure and asks Helga for tips. She becomes overwhelmed by the power and soon everyone wants the old Phoebe back. Even Helga, once she realizes Phoebe is also giving her detention. Again, kind of a weird mouthful. I couldn't find a better one, so Wikipedia was the best possible <laughs> choice. Uh, I accept. I gotta love, gotta love them. Run on sentences. The hall monitor thing. I think that's just like for me. It's like it's like that John Mulaney bit where he's like, "I was like, I always thought quicksand would be a bigger issue growing up or whatever," because of you know the influence of movies and TV. So again, similar uh-huh. to like my beliefs about owner the <laughs> Labrador Retriever ownership, um, mm-hmm. having a treehouse. Hall monitors is just this sort of mythologized thing, you know. Hey Arnold, this has a, Hey Arnold's got a hall monitor episode. SpongeBob has a hall monitor episode. I'm pretty sure oh, does, Recess yeah. Recess probably also had a hall monitor episode with like I would Gus. Not be surprised, with, you know. So it's usually always kind of like the meek character, kind of like power tripping. Like that's always kind of a trope, anyway. Yeah, so this is a joke on the power that a hall monitor holds. Air quote. Air quote. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much this version of that. And I will we'll get to it later, but it is interesting how like 
again, we're backtracking to like stuff that was produced earlier in the run. So yeah. it's like retroactive solo or like focused stories on these both on these side characters. Uh, the mm-hmm. second one, which which we'll get to after this. But what do you feel is like a better like Phoebe centric story on the first go? Like like as far as like your first kind of like Phoebe focused thing, I guess. Like this or uh, poetry contest, Emily Dickinson statue, whatever that one was called. I forget. Yeah, <laughs> Phoebe I mean, cheats. Sorry. I mean, I think Phoebe cheats is a is a better yeah. episode that explores her. Yeah. I don't know. This this episode just feels like you watch Helga be Hall Monitor mm-hmm. and then you watch Phoebe repeat the same lines. Yes. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It didn't feel like I will say I think like Phoebe is very sympathetic in her sort of like passivity and her kind of like doormat identity status and whatnot. Like I do, mm-hmm. I will concede personally, I was like, I was like, dude, I just want to, like, I just want to like give this kid a hug. Like she's just having kind of like a rough go of it, you know. Like she, yeah. This one, I think, like, I mean, if anything, there is like a through line between this and Phoebe cheats is like, oh, like this girl kind of like, well, it's probably because she is used to just sort of operating maybe in tandem with her in the shadow of her way more like outspoken, domineering best friend. But it's like her self sense of self is actually pretty fragile. <laughs> yeah. And um, no, you, know, you really, you kind of, I was like, it's kind of, I kind of, I was kind of okay with her bossing everyone around because I think she just, she needed the win for the week. However long you get to be home monitor for. I mean, I think from this episode, she would have learned a lesson anyway. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's to be able to stand up for yourself and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then of course, like the show, the show makes light of it. Like it's, you know, it's a kid's show it's gonna mm-hmm. be but i feel like they at least gave phoebe a little bit of something to learn which is important i don't know like i i still had fun watching this episode i guess but it was like i mean it's the same way i feel about movies there's good movies and then there's fun movies mm-hmm. you know okay and this is this is a fun movie that, that's it full stop <laughs> yeah that's a good point i mean it's like i feel like it could have gone a lot more like crazy i mean i don't know like not i mean i don't know like I think maybe that just comes later in the show, but there is like this for as grounded as kind of like that first run of season one uh, stories were. I feel yeah. like th- this particular batch of episodes was like almost more so like the phys- like down to like the physical comedy or just like the visual, the visuals or like there's not as many like dream sequences and things like that. Like yeah. there, it doesn't feel quite as like immersive. Like yeah. you feel yeah. a little more like you are just sort of like watch it you really you feel like you are just like really kind of on the periphery like watching these these ones these are the slice of life episodes that's a good point yeah yeah oops sorry that was my motorized desk forgive me Um, (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty forgive you for your motorized desk it was pretty cheap yeah it was uh it was i forgive myself for how hard it was to get it up to this uh fourth floor apartment fully assembled <laughs> oh god why didn't you disassemble and bring it up because we bought it assembled from this place and it was would have been it was moving moving to this apartment was was a journey i'll, I'll have to tell you everything at some point uh, uh, but yes. we're on this we're on phoebe's journey here right now That's correct. Um, yes. <laughs> um okay so maybe we could just jump to sort of the uh i do i have some hate arnold's to bring up on my own yes. volition yes, here. Yes, you do. So yes. again, we have we haven't uh, mentioned it, and I don't think we've mentioned the what the acronym since we started covering season two, which is crazy because we're almost done with season two. But anyway, for the uninitiated, hate Arnold stands for holding accountable for transgressions, even Arnold. Uh, sometimes we hate 
Helga. Sometimes we hate Gerald. Sometimes we hate Grandpa. But we're just taking all these people to task. All these cartoon characters, you know, kill your darlings. I have, I've just felt a really validated in our stance on Arnold from, uh, have you seen the Twitter parody account Shooter McGavin? Have you seen? No, I don't know okay. What that is. So, um, do you know who Shooter McGavin is? I do not. Okay. So, he, Shooter McGavin is the bad guy from Happy Gilmore. Okay. Uh, he was played by uh, Christopher McDonald. Yeah. Uh, he, I think that's probably his most famous role, just this like super like douchey golfer. He was also the bad. He also voiced uh, Kent Mansley at work for the government uh, in Iron Giant. Got yeah. It, got, it, got it. Yeah. But anyway, so like whoever runs that account, they've just been writing all of these. Uh, like bullet point lists uh, for people who didn't deserve to be considered the good guy and people who didn't con- who don't consider to be deemed the bad guy and it's just made us made me feel very validated in our efforts right now to be like you know what this guy ain't so great yeah yeah I mean I think that we are completely in our rights to shatter the disillusion that Arnold is like this paragon and th- I mean that's TV right I mean yeah. he he has a believable. Well, a semi-believable character to him uh-huh. that he's he's infallible you know he's, he's a little bit perfect and a little bit plot armory but he's also a child mm-hmm. that makes mistakes mm-hmm. and sometimes is dumb lately he's been more dumb than he has been just a little like, bit he doesn't he doesn't get the kid <laughs> excuse yeah as much yeah again lately. i think he's gonna i think his i think again like the the arnold's more again like mass effect paragon full paragon playthrough episodes are, are yet to come but right now yeah. he's a little he's a little renegade here today i mean like he is i'm like he's you know call it helga the horrible and field marshal phoebe like you can tell he like really put thought into those uh like how do i do this derisive nicknames mean as possible yeah Yeah. (laughs) he sneaks out also reacted to phoebe like so with such disdain when helga picked her he goes phoebe or something like right something like that right everyone else was surprised but he was like disgusted <laughs> like i don't know who gave him that line read like note but you, you definitely came off as a hater well last week we got the helga pataki yeah we did, like, we, he's, did. He's, we did he's again he's just a way more i don't know he's just he's more in his feelings like again he seems like he seems like the kind of <laughs> i'm sorry he seems like the kind of kind of kid who would be an atheist at your high school and just be really vocal about the fact that they're an atheist at every possible <laughs> turn. <laughs> He's right though. Yeah, you could kind of slot him out a little bit. I think we know we, we went to a couple, we went to school with a few of those folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A person's a person, a particular person comes in, comes to mind, but I will save their name. Yeah. So on my second viewing just now, uh, whilst I was preparing dinner, I heard like Phoebe ranting. She's like, you know what? I'm tired of being this person who like people cut in line and who lends pe- lends pencils to people without, and then they never give my give me my pencils back or whatever. And then like the denouement, and everyone is like, what happened to the old Phoebe? Arnold's like, yeah, the old Phoebe who would always lend us pencils when we forgot to borrow one. So he's on, you know, like okay, Arnold. So you're gonna go around like borrowing pencils and not returning them, and then you're gonna like put Curly on blast for. Like getting butt hurt about Eugene not giving back giving back his wanky land pencil. Like it's just like, come on, man, what are you doing? This is this is the kind of person that Arnold is. <laughs> the double, uh, the double standards are it's uh, only when his purposes are served <laughs> that he chooses to be good. So far, that's all that he's shown. Okay, I'm curious to see like when things turn, if and when things turn a corner for you and like you come. And I'm sure again, it'll be an isolated incident. I think it's important that like to know that like we all have our 
high yes. moments and our low moments and everything yes. like our less than flattering times and everything like that and that's okay we're, we're, we're all human and whatnot it is just interesting like seeing going back and seeing it but it's like i guess it all there's also that dichotomy of like your self-perception or how you try to like you, you try your best to like come present a certain way to other people but at the end of the day like you know you're, like they're gonna be you know, less than flattering moments too and that's that's also fine <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and that's what makes arnold human i appreciate yeah. him as a character because of that and it's fun to shit on him <laughs> That too. Get you a girl who will eat the crust off of your sandwiches and leave you the middle. You know what else does he do, Gerald? I was gonna. I don't know. I'm just like that's that's just a nice little like piece of their canon of their like elementary school will will they won't they dealy. And the black hair palette swap to Helga looks super weird. I forgot it was like a morphed animation. I always thought it was yeah. just like a white flash, and then all of a sudden she looks like Helga. Um, no. But I forgot it was like a it's it was animorph. a transfer. It was a it was a flip book yeah. animorph situation. Yeah. Yeah. That was the stuff of nightmares, but that's okay. We we made it through. We're alive. Yeah, that's probably that'll probably be like an uh, an alternate skin uh, for Nickelodeon. What the hell is it called? All Star Smash? Is that what they call it? All, I think just All Star Brawl. Right? Nickelodeon All Stars. Really? Yeah, yeah, whatever. They're, they're All Star Melee. Coming out with the second one. <laughs> All Star Ultimate. All Star. <laughs> Helga says rationed instead of rationed. She does, which, which is, is weird. Yeah, that is fun. Oh, and you also really it really. It really drives the point home. I was like, oh, it's totally the same person that um, Helga and Sheena are voiced by, are both voiced by Francesca Smith. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, yeah. you get regular, because at first it's Helga's like, what about the old Phoebe who was my best friend? And then it's, what about the old Phoebe? <laughs> Which is like yeah. somehow higher than the Gloria voice. <laughs> yeah. It was really high. Yeah. I was like, I forgot how shrill. We get like yeah. two, we got two like, Sheena gets kind of her own line in both of these episodes back to back. <laughs> she's yeah. like, she's like, oh, my, it's, it's like a Hebrew is the language of the Jewish people or something like that. I forget. <laughs> it really hurts to do that voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to. Uh, oh, I'm not going to try. It's okay. Let's get rabbinical up in here. You know what I'm saying? Let's, um, let's do that. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the second half of today's offering is Harold's Bar Mitzvah, which came out on the same day. It was written by Joseph Purdy, directed by Dan Pavanmeyer and Julie Murphy Hashiguchi, where Harold runs away from his Bar Mitzvah. Well, he can't doesn't run away from. He just tries to actively avoid going to his Bar Mitzvah, thinking yeah. he will retain his childhood this way and be able to skirt past the uh, responsibilities <laughs> of manhood. Sorry, slight burp. Uh <laughs> Had me a Schweppes ginger ale with dinner. Love that. <laughs> uh, quick Phoebe's notepad check-in. Uh, mm -hmm. For those who don't know, a bar or bat mitzvah is a coming-of-age ceremony for Jewish boys and girls when they reach the age of 12 or 13. I think, um, I didn't know, I always thought it was 13, but apparently it can be 12. It depends if you're like uh, an orth practicing Orthodox Judaism or Reform Judaism or Progressive Judaism, etc. This ceremony marks the time when a boy or girl becomes a Jewish adult. That means they are now responsible for their own actions and can decide for themselves how they would like to practice Judaism. Interesting. I don't know that much about Judaism, if I'm honest. Yeah, neither neither do I. I think I had, um. well, we, I did have one girl in my class who was Jewish on her mom's side, and she was actually one of the teachers at our school. We got kind of the basic rundown of Hanukkah and whatnot um, gotcha, in like gotcha, first, gotcha. second grade. We got to like play with the dreidels and get the chocolate coins and stuff. And I watched the uh, Rugrats Hanukkah episode, which is pretty great. Like the Hanukkah and the Passover episodes are 
honestly awesome. <laughs> Those hold up very well. I've also seen Full Court Miracle on Disney Channel, uh, starring my childhood hero, Alex D. Linz, uh, who you may also know as Max Keeble of Max Keeble's Big Move, and uh, Home Alone 3, which was is the Home Alone that I've seen the most. <laughs> uh, I've only recently caught up on the Kevin McAllister of it all the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that with that extra context in mind, I'm like, wait a minute, dude. So Harold is like 13 years old and we're not saying jack shit about that, but it's a big ass deal if like Torvald comes into the class. Like that's, that was interesting to say right. the least, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe like Miss Slovak didn't care. Cause like maybe Harold was there from the beginning of the year on maybe. and who knows? I mean, Harold is very emotionally immature. Like he definitely does not read as 13. Whereas like no. Torvald reads as like 18 and will beat the shit out of you for looking at him wrong. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, it was interesting to, I guess, I didn't, I never really connected that, like, the adulthood is age 13, and then when it's explicit like that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird, like. It kind of breaks the show a yeah, little, <laughs> but it's fine. Third grade is, third grade is what? Third grade? Like eight? eight, nine. Eight, nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it, it kind of recontextualizes Harold now, it's just like. I mean, I mean, I get it. Like, I've worked with my share of, like, very emotionally young kids. I've worked with 16-year-olds who still read as, like, 12 in some mm. some vein. So I am 12. It's a thing. It's a <laughs> Is that a Benchwarmers reference? I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I, yeah. I, I do love me some Benchwarmers. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That was a... Amari Nolasco, who played... Was he Slapjack? No, 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 no. Now I remember now. Um... Uh, you know, you know the name of that guy's character in uh, the beginning of Too Fast, Too Furious. He drives an orange car, and he is literally credited as Orange Julius. <laughs> and he that uh, is so good. He spends That's all so good. <laughs> I was like, wait, he wasn't. He wasn't Slapjack. Michael Ely played Slapjack, and yeah, so Orange Julius. Uh, he says just a lot of like what I assume to be very like dis- uh, misogynistic things in spanish to devon aoki uh so sick yeah not yet <laughs> smack that ass um why don't you go back to mexico <laughs> that was a reference to the film brink it, and in no way reflects our views regarding immigration policy one whatsoever <laughs> not at all so val is an all-time <laughs> 90s villain right up there with uh wolfgang though uh oh my lord um <laughs> uh, as i was saying this one, this is an interesting case too. I mean, again, like, so it's weird. We, so this package of episodes, like we get these, uh, whatever, like supporting character focus stories that like technically were made first. So how do you feel about this one as it compares to Harold's, compares to Harold's Kitty? Like, I kind of like that we still got Harold's Kitty first. Cause I think that provides yeah. like a more realistic sort of like jumping off point from the herald that we see most often up to that point which is just like the dumb blowhard bully yeah and to this see the softer side of him like a cartoon this feels like some shit you'd see like on the wb like right up there with all those yeah. problematic episodes of seventh heaven yeah those <laughs> i <laughs> like one of the six notes i took on this episode was it's just it's like jarring how rooted in the actual practice or as far as i know the actual practice to be of, of like coming of age mm-hmm. to be like to to like call out the torah and call out the 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 practices that you do and like 
to specifically like mention like challah bread and like everything mm-hmm. else that's hyper traditional which i i yeah. respect yeah but it just it take it takes me out of the cartoon i'm like oh wow this is we're watching like a it is a crash course on like, a, like a true, ch- children's judaism i think <laughs> yeah a true character development piece which yeah. is impressive i actually did it. i actually like this episode a lot i remember liking it back then yeah still it still goes down good i mean like Rabbi Goldberg's voice is as velvety as ever. Shout out to oh, Elliot. So good. Shout out to Elliot Gould, uh, who some of you may know as Jack Geller on Friends. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's uh, did a lot of stuff in the seventies. He hosted SNL like hell of times back then. That's back when like you know there wasn't that many people chomping at the bit to host SNL. So you'd come back like a few times a year. But yeah, no, it's like yeah, just the Hasa and Harold like like hold your horses. Don't fill mm-hmm. up. My favorite is. Don't fill up on the bread. <laughs> he's just so, yes. he's just, just so would, real with him. Yeah. I had a a sandwich on challah bread. Ooh, what? What was in the sandwich? It was just a turkey BLT. That sounds really good. Is, yeah. But it was so, so good because challah bread has like that sweetness to it. Yeah. It was, it was lit. I've seen lit. I forget if I saw this online or if I was actually at a restaurant. I've definitely seen like challah French toast. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell that's yeah. like a perfect base for that. All it probably soaks up so much of the mixture too, like yeah. in a good, good way. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Sorry, didn't mean the. It's okay. No cartoon. Bread. I don't know, man. Cartoon bread always. I mean, even if it, it wasn't, it didn't even look like. It wasn't baked. Yeah, it this didn't. Was raw. This was raw that looked raw. That I was like, that didn't look naughty at all. You know, it just looked like, but it still looked kind of good at the same time. I don't know. Um, it made me want roti, just the way he was like tearing it. <laughs> Roti and some like yellow curry sauce. Oh my god, mm. that sounds so good! Shout out, yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out, Banana Island. Oh. <laughs> um, shout out to Banana Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this really does, I think, similarly to Harold's Kitty. But if anything, that one is okay. As to compare Harold's Kitty's show, like bananas, cartoonish scenario, down to like the hostage negotiation and everything like that. But this one, yeah, it's. I think Harold really still walks that fine line between like patho- pathos and silliness. He he kind of just tells you exactly what's happening throughout. I think he he's like his own Greek chorus. Yeah. Something I really like about Harold is he he has a lot of self-control and like respect for certain things <laughs> enough to like you know when when they first like come across the rabbi like mm-hmm. he like stops everything that he's doing and like says like I don't care if you guys make fun of me like this is what i do and this yeah. is who i am yeah and, like i love that because harold takes those kinds of stances in really interesting ways in a lot of different episodes that's true he does he's you know, very he is consistent with that he doesn't make any if harold is anything he is not apologetic exactly and you yeah. got you got to admire that <laughs> sometimes in a good way sometimes in that's a, true. In a hostage it's... cat situation but <laughs> i can appreciate somebody who like is convicted of what they mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. and then so we get to that what was it the three hallmarks charity righteousness charity and prayer i think right yeah so yeah. on the righteousness tip uh as far as like these are the hallmarks of like what it means to be a man the bar mitzvah at all he winds up doing everything anyway like without realizing that he's doing it uh mm-hmm. the first bit which is uh reuniting the woman with her lost son danny um danny's tearful description of his mother is almost exactly the same thing it's all time it's pretty much the same thing did i ever tell you about the time i got I, speaking of costco um i got i got lost at costco and got separated from my mom in the second grade 
my god did you go to the cashiers oh no well actually yeah so i got separated i think i wanted to go look at like back back in the day like they had those long tables that just had like books and like cd like pc games on them so i just wanted to look through stuff and then i like lost my mom i either went to the front of the store or like found an employee but they yeah they brought me over to like the bench next to the bathrooms and i was hella crying and they got me a soda which i appreciated because like you know like who doesn't wow, love a, a free lemon lime Kirkland soda? And yeah, they were like, okay, all right, well, we're going to try and find your mom. Like, can you tell us uh, what she looks like? I was like, she looks like me, but she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's tall and has hair. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> oh my god shout out to katsu shout out to katsu man like she's she's the voice of uh, miriam she also voices phil and lil on rugrats she was kind of just tapping into that for that particular performance like she's like an all-timer in terms of like child slash baby crying voice acting (laughs) i remember the kids who were fighting at the i don't think it was our jolly ollie man it looks like this weird like it looked like if you asked an elementary schooler who watches hey arnold to draw what they think the Jolly Wally Man looks <laughs> yeah. like. I'm not really sure what was happening there. Um, that was weird. Um, yeah. Very off model. Was the, it was the beta for, for Jolly <laughs> Wally Man. But anyway, yeah. I remember. I still remember. Yeah. Like, oh, like these random kids. It's It was kind of funny. Like, to hear these rando NPCs who we never will meet again. For them to be like, Arnold, I don't know who the F you are. But don't tell us how to like solve our popsicle dispute yeah, exactly <laughs> Fuck off, Arnold. like who would want us i mean like and i don't know man like sharing a popsicle is kind of a weird enterprise it's like yeah because no. it's like whoever goes second you're dealing already with like something someone already had their mouth on the tip's not going to be nearly as cold as that first bite when you open up your first one. I really want a Malona bar right now, is I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. I have some Filipino ice candy in the freezer, so I might actually have That's one of those after this. Yeah. <laughs> so no, they, they were right. Like they the were the worst right. kind of person. Like the last <laughs> thing you want is someone to be a do-gooder and like come into your situation that you're having like a conversation uh-huh. about. And be like, hey, everybody, I have no fucking clue who you two are, but I know what the solution to all your problems are. It's... Because I'm Arnold, and if you don't know that, you should. Get to know the name. Fuck off. It's Jesus fu- it's, Christ, it's... Arnold. <laughs> it's funny that, it's funny that, well, it's funny that, that I've heard Craig Bartlett repeatedly say that he intended for Arnold to be sort of like the modern, like sort of a modern day Charlie Brown. And I'm like, he's actually closer to Linus than he is to Charlie Brown. Or like, he depending on the episode. He is Linus. Like, and Linus actually like, in a lot of the, those Peanuts, Peanuts specials, Linus is kind of the most annoying person in the bunch. Yeah. Um, his blind belief in the Great Pumpkin, for example. Mm. Uh, you know, the Great Pumpkin's a great episode. Uh, the Great Pumpkin is definitely, is definitely a good one as well. Um but yes, yeah, it's more a little more. But then again, there are times where he just. I think when he's more deliberately in the contemplative Charlie Brown mode of it all, I like that one better. Yeah, because he's Charlie he's, Brown feels like he's wise beyond his years, uh, and Arnold just feels like he's impersonating what someone wise at his years would be. That's a, a valid point to bring up. And and mean spirited, but you know. But then and then it's and, and we don't know what Arnold's like spiritual affiliations are. Like he could, you know, he he might be an Aldous Snow, or he has a. 
This tattoo is Nordic. That one is Hindu. Are you it doesn't sure it's make... not just aggressively atheist and Does... just let everyone know? <laughs> it doesn't make him a student of the world. It makes you no, full of shit. Makes you full of shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It was weird. I'm like, okay, like on the one hand, like this is a very important rite of passage, etc. But clearly Harold is having a lot of like anxiety about, about it. And I'm like, Arnold, you I only learned what a bar mitzvah time. was. You only learned what a bar mitzvah was like three days ago. And you're like here telling Harold it's like the most important day of his life it's like and ultimately like Harold didn't need Arnold for any of that like he was still gonna go to Elk Island regardless and it was actually I think it was funny because I was putting together kind of the parallels here like that sort of kind of heroic slow build-up thing like it was the exact same music cue from when Arnold is trying to like appeal to Wolfgang and it's kind of no there's like for me i'm like reading way too much into it the fact that like it's wolfgang was the original arnold and he it's almost as if they were kind of taking the piss out of the situation and so i was like yeah this is a little like heavy-handed here <laughs> like yeah. saying all these like again yeah there are times where arnold is just in the episode to be this like walking like deus ex machina and yeah. it's that's like not my favorite stuff. it's not my favorite version of him <laughs> but Anyway, yeah, Her- Harold just figured it out all his own. Plus, uh, they wouldn't yeah. rent him the canoe anyway. So exactly, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. They just said <laughs> I wasn't old enough. <laughs> Episodes about coming of age, silly. And also, the line read on. I don't want to say I lost faith in him, dude. <laughs> like, he's a Haim is going through a lot. I know it's. It was again. Yeah, it was so I think of. I think yeah, I think of all of like the one shot or like one off adult characters. We get like Rabbi Goldberg. He just feels like a real ass person. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing cartoony yeah. about him Not a whatsoever, cartoon, no. and a... it's jarring. But it's also kind of it's also kind of cool. I I dig it. I just yeah. <laughs> I was into it. I was into it. Yeah, very 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 into it. Mm-hmm. And then oh the episode God. ended. It's it, so it's not like the the Jewish record executives in Walk Walk Hard where their names are like Lechai, Mr. Lachaim. Yeah. <laughs> Dreidel Lachaim. <laughs> Well, sir, there's nothing I love more than to restore your faith in Judaism. Judaism. (laughs) There's nothing you could do. Nothing. (laughs) You have failed conclusively. (laughs) Your your mother was wrong. Uh, so good. I just, I mean, we gotta find. Let's find a role for John Michael Higgins. Okay, he's one yeah. of one of the best like character com, actor comedians ever. Uh, there's, there's still be, there's something for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Cocaine Bear. Oh, you! Ha- I still need to watch it. Is he in it? Uh, Is that guy in it? No, oh. no it's the mom. <laughs> She's in it. The mom from Walk Hard. From Walk Hard. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's it's Tucker and Dale versus Evil, like silly comedy. Okay, good. okay, that is yeah, so that's all I need. You, you get a lot of good dismemberment. Uh-huh. Uh, you get a lot of good. Wow, humans can be very stupid. Um, and that's all you wanted from a movie called Cocaine Bear. Basically, yes. That's based on the true story that a bear had ingested cocaine and then just goes off the rails from that premise. <laughs> <laughs> great, it's great. I enjoyed it. And right so Prime. Prime Peacock as well, I think too. Uh, well, or Universal goes that. to put all their all their shiz. Uh, quick shout out! Uh, I think the Shalom mat was cute. I did. I I didn't see that. Yeah. Notice that until just now. So, yeah. All right, y'all. I think that is pr- really pretty much it here for this 
these two episodes. I'm excited for your Mr. Simmons morals, Michael. I think so. Um, hmm. Let's see. Hall monitor, Mr. Simmons moral. Just did not. If you don't want to be a hall monitor, don't be a hall monitor. I don't think, I don't think they can't really force you to do it. I think <laughs> hall monitoring is not for everyone. It's like being a cop or like being in the military, I imagine. No. Um, and then in Harold's uh, Bar Mitzvah, and again, these are just like not cut and dry. I'm just like growing up is kind of scary. You got it. Everyone kind of has to do it at some point, sometime. But it's like, I guess you're sometimes you're you're further along and more mature and more capable than you give yourself credit for. And it comes out in uh, it comes out in surprising ways. Uh, Sean will be guiding us in our conversation next time uh, in which we look at season two, episode 16, uh, Coach Wittenberg and Four-Eyed Jack. Uh, we're just a few episodes away from finishing off season two. And that is Cuckoo Bananas. Cuckoo Bananas. Yeah. And uh, for all of us here, from all of us here at Podcast 118, uh, L'Chaim, don't fill up on the bread and never eat raspberries. Mm-hmm.